Hello, another episode, Hold My Bread, episode five. We're here in the studios on the streets of Wall. It's me, Elon Thrust, a.k.a. Ranch, because I be dressing. I forget the third one, but I'm here with uh, Joel. Hey, what's up, breadheads? Welcome to the Gluten King. It is time to carbo-load. This is Hold My Bread. We're better than being dead. I am Joel Walkowski. Man, I am having a day. What a day you've had. What a 24 hours <laughs> you've had. had. Man, I've been caught. I'm the hardest working podcaster in America, j- just because I don't respect that as a profession. <laughs> but I am coming here directly from a 15-hour delay in the airport. Yeah, you haven't, been, you haven't been to your apartment in, what, two weeks? Yeah, you've been house-sitting for yeah, me. Yeah, it was nice. I was riding your Peloton's bikes. I was sitting in your saunas. I was on your rooftops. You did it change your stance on whether or not you want to invest in Peloton? Honestly, it kind of did. I th- that was really nice. It was a nice... I rode, it, I rode that thing for... It made me feel like I, could, I was an athlete. I, I rode it for probably two miles, three miles, and I wasn't tired. My legs felt great. It was a nice experience. Very comfortable in the saddle. That's what they call the seat. It's a saddle. Nah, nah. You don't need to feel like an athlete. Just embrace. Everyone should embrace the idea that they are an athlete. All right, yeah, I, mean, we, I guess so. We're talking about money. We're talking about gaining possessions, but really, we only have one possession. That is our bodies. Take <laughs> care of it. That's we're the thing you own. Fucking athletes. Yeah, I was like sitting in the sauna, sitting in the sauna for 15 minutes, get a good sweat, jump in the shower, ice cold, back in the sauna, 15 more minutes. Those are good showers. Oh, great. Yeah, I, I think I'm done showering in my apartment. I'm just going to shower on the roof and in the sauna. I only showered in your apartment once, and all the other ones were down in the uh, in the gym. Yeah, but my apartment's stained from, like, this. The, the the bathtub is stained from the flood damage. I saw that. There's some black stuff. Yeah. I haven't even been back there. I, I came right here. I make the, mis- the same mistake getting here every week. I take I get on the M instead of the J and I don't realize till I'm at Broadway Lafayette. Yeah. Yeah, well that's when you asked me Broad Street. I was like, that sounds right, but I take the L to the sixth every time I come here, so Yeah, I was just in a manic. So what happened yeah. is I, I spent the last eight days in yeah. Michigan. It's on your Instagram story, you're sleeping a you're you're laying in the airport. Yeah, dude. I'm 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 having I had some nice family time. My cousin, she's real Catholic, she married a Sikh, so there was like a four day wedding. He rode in on a horse, he wore the same outfit as the horse. It was so <laughs> <laughs> We're all like hanging out in a parking lot and um then we hear this singing in uh, Push. That's the that's the groom's name. He comes around the corner. He's just singing on top of a horse. Boy, both him and the horse are wearing turbans, <laughs> <laughs> and they just dance in a parking lot. And then I, they're dude. I yelled at my dad. Thing that I heard our relationship, but that's okay. Really? I yeah. saw your dad playing. A, do you play a banjo at the wedding? Absolutely. A traditional a Sikh instrument. We're at, we're like a, a a church, and he's making all these like hack jokes, like. He's yelling, Opa! And oh, yeah. he's making, we have to like cover our heads. He's making pirate jokes. He's like, yo, cut that shit yeah. out. Like, I'm all for being cheeky. Right. So, you know, but we had a great time at the wedding. That's good. It looked like fun. Yeah. And then I was away without cell phone reception for four days. And I'm finally, I'm ready to come back home. Yesterday, I was poking around Detroit. Um, saw an amazing business, actually. Good, like such a profitable business. Like you know, like just on a tangent, because mm-hmm. we're gonna be a lot of tangents. I'm a little manic today. Yeah, yeah, no, it's we haven't a- even gotten to the reason why I'm manic. I'm just like talking a lot. Yeah. Hey, I'm letting you go. You're loose. There's this cool business though. It's called uh, Woodward Throwbacks, and they're like a high-end furniture store. 
but they make all their furniture. It's refurbished out of like building materials made from like abandoned Detroit buildings. Oh. So it's like, but that actually allows them to have some really nice profit margins. Like you can get like a 12 foot piece of like unfinished wood, which is in New York, that's like eight to twelve hundred dollars uh-huh. it was two hundred dollars wow like i i'm a little broke right now when i just bought stuff because it was so cheap wow that's cool you're gonna ship it to you i um packed another bag because i was so ready to go home from this extra trip i had no we had two large suitcases one was 69 pounds one was 43 i needed to get them both to four, 52 pounds uh-huh i did it on the first try ah nice unbelievable feeling and then we're rolling to the gate, and um, just flight was delayed. They, bo- they and they're like, "All right, you can go on the flight." They board us. We sit down. Mm-hmm. They take us off the flight, and we're just hanging out in the um, in the terminal. There's chaos everywhere. They don't know what's going on. The workers. It's kind of good that it is like a union thing. The workers can't work a certain amount of hours. So they had to get a whole new crew in, and that was going to take them 12 hours. So that's why you were delayed? Yeah. Wow. So you were literally delayed because somebody scheduled, fucked up scheduling or something? Because of unions. Wow. Uh, this is, I'm finally relating to a rich guy, so my my, my day's being messed up by unions. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I wondered why your, I saw your fight was delayed. I was like, well, there's no way, it can't be weather. It can't be bad right now. I don't... No, and they told us it was bad weather in New York, and like it was fine here. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it hasn't rained in the. It hasn't rained at all, really, or anything. Yeah. So thank you to the good people at Delta Airlines for just keeping me stranded. I got like a hundred dollar voucher for twelve hours of my time. Nice. They don't keep the. I was amazed at how empty an airport gets. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at a certain time, even in the New York airports, there's parts of it where you're like, it's a ghost town. It was 4 a.m. I was the only one there. I walked around the whole airport in just socks. Yeah. I left my <laughs> phone charging. Gabby was asleep. I can't only sleep in my bed. And I left my phone charging. I walked around these terminals. I I watched the the Breaking Bad movie. Like You I watched gym- it? I haven't watched it yet. It's great. Damn. I, I don't have Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I got to find it. I got to watch it. I gotta buy your Netflix. And then we're we're leaving the plane. We're fi- we sit on the on the, we sat on the plane today for like four hours. Uh huh. We're leaving the plane, and then they're like, "Thank you for flying Delta." And I was like, "You know, I I'm amazed you guys can even make eye contact with me right now." Yeah. <laughs> Do they give you uh, just a voucher? Do they give you some snacks? I get a little voucher. I got um, sixty dollars worth uh worth of like meal vouchers but it was like five in the morning so i could only eat mcgriddles okay so you <laughs> eat 60 dollars of mcgriddles yeah McGrid- i love mcgriddle once um when i was a teenager this isn't a good story <laughs> oh cool that's always a good way to start a story <laughs> i like it i think this this is what i like i'll be the judge you hit me with it i'll so, tell you as a prank we would go to the arby's by my neighborhood <laughs> okay in my neighborhood and we would they would ask me welcome to arby's what can you what do you want? And we would order McGriddles. They'd be like, we don't want, we don't have McGriddles. And we'd be like, no, no, we want a McGriddle. They're like, we don't have McGriddles. Like, we want a McGriddle. And we did that um, so often. The guy who worked at Arby's pulled a gun on us. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, what is he, the manager? Because only the managers have guns. Yeah. They don't just give the, the regular people guns. <laughs> there was this guy. I, like, my first job was probably the best job I ever had. I worked in, like, the multimedia department. At Arby's? No, at Ford Motor. Uh, okay. And there was one guy I worked with. 
He tried weed like once. Mm-hmm. He gained like 50 pounds, lost his job when he was <laughs> managing Arby's within like six months. Oh, man. That really is the gateway to a bad life, huh? Like, you know that was just who he was, and he just used weed to express The himself. weed unlocked his p- full potential. But yeah, I am here. We are we are doing the podcast, Hold My Bread. We're reunited. It's uh, You've been gone for a while. It's nice to have you back. Yeah, we're hearing from a lot of you guys. Um, I've been getting people messaging me, really enjoying the show, and thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great. The reception's been great. Episode 5, we got a couple more reviews on iTunes. Uh, I keep getting some messages on Instagram and like that, so it's good. Get some Instagram followers. I did an, an interview uh, on some website. They reached out to me on Instagram. I did an interview with them, and I plugged the podcast on there. So if you're listening from that interview, I hope you enjoyed the interview. It was fun. Yeah, and I think I can go to school. I think I can go to school for free. So I'm going to take like free economics classes. So I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm actually going to get rich. I swear. Yeah, this is not a joke. This is, I mean, this is a comedy podcast, but we are serious. Yeah, I'm going to die on a boat. That's what I'm after. <laughs> like Just like Richard Rupert Murdoch. Hey, he's alive, but he's going to die on a boat. Yeah, every Australian dies on a boat. It's by law. Except uh, Steve Irwin, you know. Hey. Where do, how do you think the ray got him? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you never leave the boat. Nah, it, it was actually the ray's vessel. He had a little captain's head and p- <laughs> perched on his horns. <laughs> but there's reasons to feel optimistic. So we were picking all these stocks, and they were all kind of down, 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 right. down. But this week, every stock is up. We are up as a whole. Hold my bread, the formerly $356, Welcome to Hold My Bread, the $800 dollar. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! Woo! All right. That's right. We're moving in the right direction. We are... Um we're up, and I fucked up kind of bad. On yeah, one of you texted me. I felt bad because I feel like you did feel bad about it, but it's like it wasn't, you know, things happened. I'm, I wasn't upset. Well, we use Robinhood as our trading um, vessel because they don't really, I, I just said vessel for the other thing, so I said it again. Yeah, vessel's the word of the day. This episode is brought to you by vessels. Vessel. If vessels. you were to play that in Scrabble, that would be worth. <laughs> no way, you don't know this. <laughs> How many of the S's worth? Worth nine points, but you would you would want to use the V. Ah, yeah, the V is at least a double letter. The money letter. Um, but yeah, we use Robinhood, and something happened where you you submitted. I think you submitted on a weekend. I submitted it after the trade after hours. I wanted to buy Amerin at um, fourteen twenty eight. It didn't go through, and since I didn't have internet, I didn't realize this until you got back until like Thursday. But I bought the shares. We have fourteen shares of it. I got it at fifteen oh one, but. In five hours, it went up 28 cents. So yeah. we are chilling. I bought some for my personal portfolio, and it uh, it's really great right now. Yeah, and like the biggest mistake we've made on the podcast so far, um, aside from asking me to host, it, is that <laughs> is that Slack stock. But even Slack is rebounding. It was it was when I bought it at 27, which is seems ludicrous right at this point but it was hovering around 22 and it's back up into the 26th neighborhood yeah it's climbed up to 9.11 percent so two, that, that's my favorite 2601 right now in this neighborhood <laughs> oh 9.11 yeah yeah no the worst part about being delayed on a flight is having your girlfriend there because every time i said something funny she gets so mad at me yeah like i i told it they said did you have a nice flight and i said I, and the passengers on United 93 at a better time. <laughs> and she's like, that's rude. That is not funny. And you're like, well. No, but if you think about it, the passengers on United 93, like they took down the terrace, which seems like a very valuable team building exercise. Right. 
Like they went down, but like with our plane, there was not that camaraderie. Yeah, you just hated. You just were a group of people that all hated each other. Absolutely, it, for no reason. Just imagine a world where like the nine eleven terrorists get held in like a twelve hour layover. <laughs> just like imagine like Muhammad Atta like getting a voucher for his cinnamon <laughs> bun. He's eating the griddle. <laughs> yeah, you know that might have changed the whole course of everything. Yeah. He might have eaten the griddle and been like, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah, just my vision of. The 9-11 attackers, it never involved them wearing those U-shaped neck pillows. <laughs> <laughs> that's, maybe that's what they needed. Just relax. Have them in a griddle. Get a neck pillow. Calm down. It could have changed everything. It could have. Where were the unions then? I'm not blaming the 9-11 on the unions, but, you know. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be morbid there, but yeah, we a- are in the spirit of bloodshed, baby. Yeah. It's Halloween. Oh, yeah. It's Halloween and... CEOs are getting killed yeah. left and right. So since we last recorded, there's been a lot of, like, we had the WeWork CEO, the Jewel CEO, Kevin Burns, out. And I think there was actually another one this morning. My brain is so fried I can't remember. I uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just been, like, one after the other. It's uh, it's uh, Heads are rolling this October, you know? Yeah, and so first, let's see why people, why do CEOs lose their jobs? So the CEO of Jewel, Kevin Burns, he was kind of forced out. First of all, if you're the CEO of a vape company, I don't want your name to remind me of cigarettes. Yeah. Like the CEO of a company shouldn't have the name of what the company is trying to replace. Like O'Doul's would never have a CEO named Bruce Drunk Driving Death. <laughs> And I, I think it's kind of interesting that he's being forced out because shareholders don't like his his marketing campaigns. They don't like the legal attention it's getting from U.S. lawmakers. Yeah. So he has a cool product. He's forced out because of his advertising. Congratulations, Kevin Burns. You have the same career arc as Joe Camel. <laughs> R.I.P. Joe Camel. Yeah, but like, what are you going to do there? I remember seeing those ads as a kid. He was a cool camel. He always had, you know, a trench coat, and he had a hat on, and he had those glasses. Yeah, but when you're a kid, you think a leather jacket's cool. <laughs> a you duster's old, cool. When you get older, like, the guy in the leather jacket is never cool. <laughs> yeah, if I saw Joe Cale walking in the street, I'd be like, that guy's a pervert. Yeah, like, we're pretty cool guys, like, yeah, for honestly, sure. like, probably the coolest. Yeah, we should be the new face of cigarettes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. I got one right now. I'll let it up in the studio. They don't like it, but I'm doing it anyway. I don't even smoke. Yeah, I don't either, but I will. You pay me enough. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. like, you know, if your company gets the tar- get, has a target on its back by the U.S. government, you're going to want to do some shake-ups. Yeah, exactly. Heads, you know, you got to sacrifice some people. So he had to go eBay, CEO, Devin Winnig. Can't believe eBay still is around. People use eBay still? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, eBay exists. Um, I feel like eBay, well, we'll get into this. You, uh, we're going to talk about a conspiracy later, but I have a conspiracy theory about eBay. Oh, cool. That's that's good. Um, and the eBay ouster of Mr. Winnig, I don't know the pronunciation because like, I just read everything on yeah. Twitter, Reddit, and a few other like publications, so I don't know how anything's yeah. pronounced. I think you're good. I think that's good. Devin Weenig. Weenig. And, um, and that doesn't make sense to me from a financial perspective. Like I understand that eBay had a tough day last Wednesday. Shares fell 1%, but if you look at them, 
they're up to 40% on the year. Yeah. January 1st, when we're doing Molly on New Year's Eve, we're buying eBay stocks for $27 this <laughs> year. Like, it's like it's 90, we're in the 90s again. Yeah, we're grabbing asses. We're spending 27 bucks on a share. Yeah, we're chucking midgets. But, you know, then October hits. We're trick-or-treating. We're putting on our pumpkin, asking for a share of eBay for $38. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> and that seems like he did his job. But they're having like new board members from hedge funds and like I've never met one, but it is my experience from researching programs like Billions that hedge fund members are n- rarely meek. Yeah, they're very alpha-y, I would imagine. Yeah, so they want to flex. Yeah. And you know I'm the one that's selling these Pokemon cards. And like eBay like really they're trying to find new ways to like bring money into the company. They want to How can they expand? Well, they can't, and uh, but they they shouldn't. I mean, they operate. They're a fair place in the marketplace. They do what they do. They own StubHub, which is a good, like I didn't know eBay owned StubHub. Yeah, eBay owns StubHub, huh. which is like that's a revenue stream. I know the knockoffs are not quite as cash grabby, so they're taking a right. bit of the market share. Right. Shout out Game Time. Yeah, the only good one. But when eBay was trying to get, but eBay like. They sold off PayPal. Right. And PayPal became tremendously profitable. Right. PayPal blew up. Like, I think PayPal right now is trading for 120 And eBay, it, they were also around when the internet started. They were around even before Amazon. Yeah. So when you just exist and you do your thing in contrast <laughs> to, like, your, your colleagues are Amazon and PayPal... You're not going to look good by comparison. And so they were trying to get money in there, so they have some pretty exorbitant dividend payments. They pay out a lot of dividends to their shareholders. Yeah, their That's first... That's surprising, I guess. Their first payments are... were in March, but over the next two years, they're giving like $7 billion <clears throat> to shareholders against like 10.75 in revenue. It's crazy to me that uh, eBay has been around for so long. They've been so consistent for so long. Yeah, I mean, they do what they do, but like that is the nature of capitalism. Like, you you have to grow. Being a fine product isn't enough. They're, right. You can't just rest on your laurels. Yeah, and the big problem facing a lot of like sectors in this country is like we want endless growth, endless growth, right. endless growth. Expand into this. You now become a media company. I need you to make your own content. Yeah, and making content's terrible. No one should. Everyone has to make content now. Yeah, my grandma's out there on Instagram making content. Banks have podcasts. Yeah, exactly, they do. Um, what else is? Uh, what, what is Whole Foods has a podcast, I think, or Trader Joe's has a podcast. It's Trader Joe's. Did you know that? No. Trader Joe's has a podcast. It's one of the best. It's like a, one of the highest rated podcasts on iTunes. It, you can't bring up their old racist tweet. Tweets announcing, oh, Trader Mings, Trader Giotto's, <laughs> Trader Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I can't believe that uh, eBay is. I mean, they haven't expanded and yet they've still st- still stayed relevant. I think there's still people out there that they pay their bills with eBay. They sell. There's a whole lane of people that have their whole job of go out and get stuff. Absolutely, sell it at eBay. People go to Mets games and they get the bobbleheads and they sell them to people in Canada. Um, and they get those bets heads, those bobbleheads for free. And yeah, they... and they're taking parts of Amazon's business. Like they have a fulfillment sector, uh-huh. and the stub up thing. Like, okay, if we want to get into like 
a Joel conspiracy theory. I think StubHub is absolutely rigged. I think it will be a major scandal within the next 10 years. The level of bots in the resale ticket marketplace is prohibitive. I think it's pretty obvious to the naked eye. Uh-huh. Like I was in Brooklyn Nets season ticket holder, and I would be able to, this was around like four years ago, I'd sell the tickets for like $6. You would sell your season tickets for $6 Yeah, like people? $6 a game. Yeah. And within like a 12 month span, even before they got good, they went from like six to $22. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing this like inflation across the board. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I think it's kind of justified. There's this narrative that like people are hungry for live events. Right. But people still, want experiences. Yeah. There's not, in it, there wasn't an increase in Nets fans at the time. Right. So I think like kind we, of following StubHub's lead, every secondary marketplace is just so infiltrated with bots there needs i'm it needs to be regulated yeah there needs to be some sort of government regulation that's the kind of thing that happens with a lot of that sort of stuff though like i'm a big shoe person i love to buy sneakers and there's they have raffles and they have things where you have to be on you have to enter in a con you have to enter these things at the right time and there are people out there that resell on shoes is crazy and they have bots set up to where the bots just snatch up huge just swaths of sneakers and these guys resell them and it's all bots uh, and it's really hard for them to combat them so i'm sure that's happening in other absolutely like other with things. the bikini kill concert in brooklyn la- last year like i I'm, i wouldn't see that show i personally enjoy music but um <laughs> they they sold that in like 90 seconds it yeah. was a, none of their fans got access at a lower price point yeah so the whole marketplace seems crooked and yeah. it needs to be addressed yeah it's crazy um, so speaking of addresses, I think I talked a little bit about my adventures as a Brooklyn real estate agent. Yeah, we, uh, we've we discussed that a few times. So I talked about the pay cuts. I talked about the app fees and how the just kind of the financial structure of being a real estate agent is changing. Mm-hmm. And my the CEO of the company, mm. he's a vegan dude. Yeah. He's a surfer, man. Shoes off. He gave this like company-wide interview where he's just like beta male stammered through avoided all eye these contact PowerPoints while people were while people were just thinking like, "Yo, how do I pay my kids? How do I pay my rent?" And they're just like, "Well, this is our new program, man." Yeah. So he gives an interview with the real deal, which is a decent decently circulated real estate publication Mm -hmm. and he's like you know what Um, our brokers aren't what makes it us cool we have our tech guys for our website if a hundred if a hundred brokers leave I'll have a hundred to replace them and he's saying like blatant lies like after my meeting when I announced the pay cut agents were coming up and giving me hugs and like I was at that. You meeting. were in that room, yeah. I I said his web series was shitty and it killed. Yeah. Like I've done the best roast battles the world has ever People seen. People were hugging you. And it was like boom. Yeah. It was that like roast battle pop. Yeah. Got his ass. And like he gives a quote like, "Oh, I don't think people should be this invested about the having drama about their money." It's like it's very easy for you to say that. And it was easy for him to say that. Yeah. And he thought he was being the cool CEO. Being aloof. His name is um, 
Harley Quartz, and he looks how you would imagine Harley. someone named Harley Quartz. Yeah, <laughs> like a rock. He looks like a rock in a leather jacket. His name is Harley, but he won't be able to get along with anyone who actually rides one. Yeah, they would hate him. <laughs> yeah. If you can read this, the prophet's fallen off. And uh, so within a day of that interview, not even 12 hours, there was just an uproar from every agent in the company. He was asked to step down. <laughs> Did he do it? Yeah. Hell yeah. He stepped down, didn't address the company. No and, hugs. You know, I think it's going to be a much better place because this guy's out of the picture. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that somebody could do that, though. Somebody, he comes in, or he doesn't come in, but he's there. He makes these pay cuts. He does all this, like, bullshit. He riles everybody up, stresses everybody out, and then he just leaves and is like, deal with the mess. That's wild. Who's? I wonder who's going to take his spot and how no, they're going to... You know, I know I'm... I'm talking some shade here, but I do like the current leadership. Um, I endorse them, and hopefully they will do the just thing and restore my full pay. Do you think that's going to happen? Because they might just keep it and be like, he did that, we're sorry. It's okay, but the money thing isn't like a big concern. It's just, it's about the respect. It's about being treated as... The way they handle the money. You want management to understand your concerns, and if like, this guy grew this business in like under seven years he should know what it's like to be in our position right and you know it was really awesome to be part of something where like the workforce imposed their will on management right i know i'm anti-unions because they surrounded me in detroit but it was just an awesome sensation everyone should experience that once in your life if you're not happy at work communicate with can be a squeaky wheel about it yeah and like when when this guy stepped down, we're, he was he went right to the beach. <laughs> yeah, well, he's more time to. I guess we get to work on season two of my web series now. <laughs> it's so bad. What's it about? It's about him surfing and running a real estate company and being vegan. Oh, boy. It's kind of like if you wanted to capture this experience of someone you didn't want to talk to at a party and <laughs> watch that on YouTube. Nice. We almost drowned. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were bragging about that on the last episode about how we went to the beach. We were breaking the rules, but it was really unsafe. <laughs> oh, sorry. The timeline's mixing it together. We did address that. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about how it was unsafe. We just were like, well, we didn't understand why the beach police were bothering us. And it was oh, like, we did. Yeah. We didn't get into it. So, yeah, last episode, we were playing Harley courts. We weren't working. Yeah, we, we had our stole toes some money from some blue collar lumps of coal. And we bought some uh, dairy free calzones. Yes. And we were, we went to the beach. And the, the cop was telling us, don't go in the water. Don't go in the water. We would sneak in the water. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, the next day we realized it was because two kids drowned. <laughs> two kids had gone missing. I don't know if they found them, but two kids gone, had gone missing where we were swimming by the, t- the current. They were yanked by the current, and we were out there like, this is fun. Let us play. <laughs> like throwing around a football. Yeah. And he's like, you have to get out. We were like, don't be uncool. And he's like, you guys are idiots. And if you'll recall, he said, you guys got to get out of the water. And I, you, if you'll recall, I went up to him and said, did you find out I ate? Less than 45 minutes ago. And we were like, and he didn't laugh. We were like, how could you not laugh? Well, he's probably had a long couple days. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, in summation, we freaking rule, dude. Yeah. Uh, we are. We survived the sea. Not today, bitch. I won't be taken. Uh, yeah, so that was, yeah, you sent me that article, and I immediately was like, ooh. Because there were some sh- some steep drop-offs on that, on those, what is it, the, the shelf is that what they call it? When you're walking in the water and you yeah, just... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Strong and, current. 
It, drowning just seems terrible. Did you see that news story about the guy? He went on vacation with his girlfriend to propose, mm-hmm. and they had a window underwater, and he swam underneath, and he held up the ring and a will you marry me note, and she said yes, and somewhere in between him proposing and reaching the surface, he drowned. Oh, no. Yeah. That's devastating. Yeah, I think it's devastating. Devastating! Oh my God! What? Where? How? What? Well, you drown. The human body needs oxygen to. Right. But how could he have gotten down there? He just got down there and couldn't get back up. They don't know what happened. It could have been a current. Could have been a riptide. Wow. Or he could have just had cold feet. <laughs> okay. Could have been a turtle. Turtle yeah. grabbed him, held him. Yeah, I think that that is what authorities are saying. It was a gang of turtles. Oh, that's brutal. It's good we're having these laughs now, because um, we are going to die. Yeah, speaking of turtles, the turtles are going to take over. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's next on our bullet point. Yeah. Look out for the turtles. Um, if you see one walking, uh, they're slow, pick up but a they're golf powerful. club and hit it in the head. <laughs> yeah, right between the eyes. You gotta bash them right between the eyes, otherwise they're gonna get you. A turtle is like a bear. People don't talk about that, but they're slow, but they're deadly. Bears aren't slow. I know, but they're dead. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but they climb trees. They're fast. They got rays on their hands, and that's yeah. all true about turtles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turtles have switch blades. Yeah, my dad's a turtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a turtle. I have two switch yeah, blades. Yeah, we all own. Switch- if you want to, honestly, if anyone listening wants a switch blade, just. Mail me a self-addressed stamped envelope, <laughs> and I will mail back your. We'll give the address of the studio here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, we. I think about this a lot living in New York. I'm from being from Indiana. There's no water in Indiana. That's the middle of. That's the goddamn middle of the Midwest, you know. And there's no real water. I mean, there's water, but here in New York, surrounded by water, islands in the sea. That is what we are. Um, Coming from <laughs> And when the rising tides, I mean, it's brutal. Within a couple of years, turtles are going to be in my backyard. And I think this rant is probably inspired by the Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs climate report. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, there was like a huge, it was like a 30-page. 34 pages, 34 yeah. pages of just how the world is bad. Goldman Sachs, they're not nice, and they're like, we're, we're in trouble. And, you know, it's just kind of way, like a lot of the way we live, we're much more urban as a people. We're centered around cities, uh-huh. but cities are in trouble. Like New York, Tokyo, Lagos are all at risk of being submerged in the next 20 years. Right. 20 years. Where's Lagos? Lagos is the, I think it's the most populated city in Africa. Ah. I know it's in Africa. I'm not sure if it's the most populated. People say they don't have water in Africa. They got too much water in Africa. Yeah, absolutely. That, <laughs> that, that is the case. <laughs> but like, I know that's bad. But do you think Lagos is just happy to be mentioned in the same breath as New York and Tokyo? Hey, I mean, you know, it's nice to be in good. You're in good company. Like, I know it's a city in Africa because I was like, where is Lagos? I was like, is that the capital of the Philippines? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's. I didn't know. I mean, they have to. What are they on a coast? It's a coastal city, I would imagine. Yeah, it's a coastal city on a port. And like with the, the with the world getting warmer, with these pretty like a lot of the world's great cities are in risk of being submerged. Uh huh. And that could would actually change the disease pattern. So we we might be infected with diseases like malaria, smallpox that come up. Different we things that we are immune to. Right. 
will no longer be inherent in our environment. So we'll have to we won't be able to biologically adapt to whatever new viruses and diseases come around. Right, it's going to come on so quickly. We're not we're not going to be able to evolve quick enough to combat that stuff. Yeah. Plus no. water, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes literally breed on water. It's going to be mosquito city. The Amazon is just full of mosquitoes. Yeah, we got to start putting up bat houses now. Yeah, you did that in your back in your old apartment. <laughs> I did. No bats ever moved in. Actually, I, I made Jack do it. I couldn't climb a tree. But did they ever move? Did they ever get any bats? Yeah, I no? did. Ah, I nice. Got a few bats. I only saw one, but you don't really see bats, you know. Yeah, bats only see you. Yeah, and, but this is according to Goldman Sachs, which has like money <laughs> everywhere, and we know they fucked up. They lost two hundred thirty-four million dollars on WeWork. Yeah. Who also laid off five thousand people this week? Oof. More WeWork, yeah. We, yeah we'll we, never. That's the true. That's the through line of this podcast. Every week, we're going to mention WeWork at least once. Yeah. Um, they host so many comedy shows. I know. That's how you know they're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. That's the sign of a dying company when they're like, "Let's bring comedy into this." Yeah. Do you think Enron did is just like, yeah, uh, we got some, we got some comics coming out to the oil field. Yeah. Do you, hey, uh, do you ever do that show? It's on a rig out in the Pacific. It's pretty sweet. It takes three days to get there, <laughs> and it pays fifteen dollars, <laughs> but you get a drink ticket. Honestly, I know two hundred comedians who would do that show. Absolutely. We're gonna get emails where we're like, hey, I know that was kind of a joke, but is it real? Who books it? We should book it. I would love to book it. I just want to like. Find a guy in like the Midwest, like Nebraska. It could be a woman, just like a retiree who loves comedy, mm-hmm. and just like book it like a road gig. Pay a comic a hundred dollars just to go to their house and do an hour for that one guy. Just the one guy in his yeah. chair. Just, just everyone. He doesn't laugh. He just claps at every joke. Yeah, yeah. If you find the right guy, that could be a cool gig. Yeah, the one man gig. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure I've heard stories of like comics being booked on gigs where it's like a house party where it's like the host, like or the host of the the person that lives there, and it's like six other people. So you're performing for like eight people in a room for an hour. Ugh, that sounds. I mean, I don't know. It, one person, no one but you and them. No, but who would? There's no way that would happen. Yeah, but like, there'd probably be a lot of sexual tension in that room. Or like, none at all. Yeah, none at all. But they're, doing stand-up is very, very intimate in some regards. Yes, yeah, true. It's a connection. But if you're doing stand-up to one person, that's more of just a one-sided conversation. Yeah. I mean, right. I guess that's what comedy kind of is anyway. It's just a one-sided conversation, but... Uh, yeah, from the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, they. I don't know. We do. We do a lot of a, living in New York. There's a lot of apartment shows. You have your apartment show. Oh yeah, ne- come on uh, October seventeenth if you live in my building. <laughs> Wait, yeah, only if you live in the building. I was walking to the gym uh, the other day, and they have a sign up for your show. Really? It, yeah. It's, well, it's not a flattering sign. It just says "Open Mic Night." <laughs> oh no, that's a different thing. Oh, they do an open yeah, mic. Yeah, someone too? knocked it off. Oh. You start a good show somewhere. Even that's the story in New York comedy. You start a good show somewhere. <laughs> then someone pops. Up a stupid open mic. Oh I my got three God. people from the cellar coming and you're starting a mic in the party room? Are you kidding me? That's wild. Doing comedy sucks. I'm becoming an accountant. I want to die on a boat. This whole thing is trash. That's crazy. Yeah, it's awful. Do you know who's running it? Or who, who? It's the shitty events guy. Wow. It's, I liked Francis. Francis was ousted and there's a new guy. Wow, talking about CEOs being... Francis is gone. 
Yeah, the events lady at my building. She did a great job. Well, all the bu building workers are like, are they still on strike? I didn't see them other than that one day we saw oh, them. So they, they see it's quiet them. Yeah, exactly. They uh, disappeared them. Yeah, I can't believe that. Wild. Then, but okay, back to us dying. <laughs> yeah, back to us dying on the island so we've chosen by, to live on. By 2025, like Goldman Sachs says, half the world's population will live in water-stressed areas, and the thing about water being scarce that's really scary to me is that water is already an incredibly corrupt and wasteful industry. Oh, 100%. There's it has certain, been forever. And there are certain things where we talk about like people becoming more urban-like. Back in the day, if you wanted water, you dug a well. You went to your stream. But now we have these concentrations, so this kind of fake industry has popped up around water. Right. Truthfully, in a perfect society, there's no need for bottled water. Right. And so, like, for example, I'm, I'm from Michigan, and Nestle, they bought a company, Poland Spring. Nestle is evil. The evilest. This is probably why they're easiest. And this is less than 100 miles from Flint. So they're being sued and it, in eight different states for just giving ordinary groundwater as their product. Like, the label has... Pull, it's, like, pulled from a mountain. Yeah, it's a mountain. It's a waterfall. Right. You get to see, like... I think of a bit of a German girl's buttocks. Ah, yeah, that's this where is, the water's. You got German girl's butts soaking in water. You got to charge extra for it. That's how they make sauerkraut. That's actually. what they. That's what they sell on eBay. <laughs> they should. They've got. They want to save eBay. I don't know who Devin's predecessor is, but just open up that marketplace to like the kinky Japanese. Yeah, what's some soaky foot water? Hey, I thought we talked about voices here. Man. That wasn't a voice. <laughs> <laughs> no accent. That wasn't an accent. <laughs> I just said soaky foot water. Hey, I'm watching you. <laughs> Chuck, I wasn't an accent. See, you're making it, you, this is this is the liberal media. You're See, making I, up an issue no, when I, there I was have, none. I just have to call you, um, make you the problematic one so my future in-laws don't bring up me talking about vaping cum. Oh, they heard they, that episode, they bring, they're like, they, I think they might think I actually vape cum, which I do. Do they bring that up? No, they like the shout out and they asked for another one. So. Oh, well, here they go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Rick, what's her, what's her mom's name? I forget. Karen. Karen. Rick and Karen. I used your, uh, th shout out to Rick, I used your uh, Amazon, whatever, I was watching videos on his Hulu, Hulu account. That's actually, I think we pay the Hulu, it's just... It's in his name. It's, it's in his name, but it's our card down. Oh, uh, okay. That's well, the worst. Like, I pay every utility bill, and like, it's, like I, and then Gail will be like, oh, I pay the Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got Hulu with no ads. Yeah, I that think ain't she cheap. pays Hulu like 17 times a month. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we got off track here. Oh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Poland Springs water. Oh, yeah, about so, how Nestle's evil, that rabbit. Remember the Nestle, the Nest Quick rabbit? Yeah. Fuck that rabbit. Do you, do you know that was actually a white rabbit doing blackface? Holy shit. And, um, but this, so they're, they're, they have this fake marketing campaign. They're being sued all over the country for it. But it works. They sell over 1 billion gallons of water yearly to 13 million Americans. And they draw a lot of it from Maine. They draw a lot from Flint. And so for what do you think they, they pay for access to this water per year? Per year? It's got to be in the thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands, if not more. $200. No way. Really? I've, oh, I thought we meant as a group. I thought you meant as a total group. I don't Either way, $200 a $200 year. $200 for, for the entire water. That's wild. Like, this is right where 
my my family i have some family right there it's so corrupt and sad and like you know do we live in a deeply flawed poetically sad world like michigan a place surrounded by great lakes right is struggling to have clean drinking water that's in it's it's brutal that's um that's like some like dictator autocrat bullshit like it's crazy that the um I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's it's so insane that they're like making a profit off of the the CEO for Nestle came out a couple months ago and was like water is not a right. It's not a human right. I have the right to charge you for water and it's like you need water to live. Yeah, it's the human right above all else. All 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 life flows from it. People make this joke but it's like what are they going to they're going to charge for air? Eventually we're going to have to pay for air. That's a thing that's going to happen eventually. Absolutely. I mean uh, the air quality is getting worse. I mean, you don't think that'll be an offshoot with any, like, space exploration? There's got to be, like, a premium, like, oxygen package built into the business model of SpaceX. Right. Well, they already have, like, oxygen bars. I've never been. I'd like to go to an oxygen bar. Yeah, we should go to an oxygen bar tonight. I wonder if there's any in New York. You don't have any plans, right? I got nothing. Let's let's breathe some air, baby. I would do that. (laughs) That sounds great. I would say they have like flavored auction because if there's one thing I've said about auction, too plain. I want, you know, it would be like I'm on the count of three. Let's say what we think the best flavor of oxygen would be. All right. One, two, three. Fruit pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> sprite. You say sprite? Yeah. Sprite is, sprite, sprite is pretty good. Not even lemon lime. Sprite. sprite. Yeah. Well, this podcast brought to you by Sprite Air. So we live in. A, if we're gonna live in a water crisis, I was just back in Michigan and property there, especially lakefront property. I was. I almost impulsively bought a house that I couldn't afford. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, but yeah, lakefront property is not. It's cheaper. If you go to Lake Superior, which is the world's largest freshwater reserve, you can get a piece of lakefront property for. $30,000. Are you serious? Absolutely. Wow. I I saw, and like, it's surrounded by clean water, and like, I kind of, and the down payment on that is probably about 10%. Right, that's what I would guess. You don't have to put up anything. You don't want to have that insurance policy. So I think we talk about our portfolio here, but with my own personal portfolio, I'm going to wait till I have double the down payment for something, and then just throw like a quarter of my of my portfolio at it yeah. to get a property. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, real estate, we've talked about this before, real estate, that's a solid investment. Yeah. Super solid. You you have to be a vegan surfer to ruin profitability in real estate. Right. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I really like the numbers. Like, I'm talking about, like, you get a place, like, in a wonderful area, cute little town, owning beaches, Beachfront on Lake Michigan, I saw a three-bedroom house for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You, I mean, would you, you, if you rent that out ten days a month as a little vacation pad, you're paying your mortgage, and then you just have this asset that will be nice if you have a leisurely life, and then if the apocalypse comes, you can just live there and and not be. L- Torn to death. That's the only the hope horse. that you have is owning. You have to own a place to live, 
and and you can buy that beachfront property or lakefront property, then you get a boat, and you can go and die on that boat on your own lake. Yeah, no, we're we're starting a compound. Yeah, That's Jim Jones. It. I saw one house. It was one house, two cottages for like two hundred thousand dollars. That's like a compound right there. Yeah, just got to build a fence. And that that is actually like there's some really scary conservative people up there. Oh, for sure. That's where. Um, but like Michigan has survivalists. There's like underground cities. There's all these wells dug everywhere. Yeah. Like that's where they have a militia of really like kind of libertarian guys up there. That's where Terry Nichols, the less handsome of the Oklahoma City bombers, is from up there. Nichols? Yeah. Terry Nichols, man. What a name. I asked someone where the Terry Nichols house was, and they were not pleased. Yeah, they were like, uh, we don't go, we don't talk about that. Not anymore. And, okay, so let's move on. Things are scary, <clears throat> but, you know, if you're going to have money, have a backup plan. Yeah. Uh, Limeshare scooter guy. Oh, yeah. I this s- is your story. This is my story. This made me laugh uh, really hard. A guy was arrested in... Uh, where Where do you think he was arrested? Where do you think uh, a person vandalizing lime scooters was arrested? Just take a guess. Um, Harvard campus. Harvard campus. I don't think they have lime scooters on Harvard. Those people are too smart for scooters. But Florida. A Florida man, classic Florida man, was caught vandalizing lime scooters. He was cutting the brakes on them. Was he just trying to put them in Coronas? <laughs> <laughs> he kept trying to fold it in half and stick it in his bottle, yeah. Um, but he was cutting the brakes on them, which I think is, that's just crazy. That's awesome. It's crazy, though. Can you imagine lime, being on a lime scooter? It's like when you're going down a hill, you're like, this is fun. And then you're like trying to hit the brakes, and the brakes don't work, and you're freaking out, and then you hit another car, and you explode in a fire explosion, like a movie. Yeah, but I, I believe these rides share the little scooters that you are left on the sidewalk. Yeah. I like a Revel, but for stuff to be able to be just left lying around, it's cluttering. I agree. It's got to be an annoying and a nuisance. Uh-huh. And I, it was Gandhi who said, be the change you wish to, wish to see in the world. Yeah. So he's just manifesting his vision for the world. I, I see no fault. I see no crime. Well, he's uh, been arrested and he's been charged with a couple, with like a felony and a, a bunch of other uh, charges, so he is in trouble. You know, I would love to have him on the pod. He is a hero for... <laughs> I would like to hear his side of the story. Yeah, we... we you know, you know what I was thinking my dream guest is? Who's that? Shkreli. Martin Shkreli. We gotta have him. We're gonna write him a letter in prison. I found out where he's in jail. I think I can. I think we can write him a letter. Yeah, I was looking it up last night, and he's just asking like people to send him pictures of his favorite porn star. Really? Yeah. We should do that. We should send him our podcast on CD. Okay, yeah, okay. Let's burn the CD. Let's send it to Martin Shkreli, and like maybe we can't have you on the pod because you are being unjustly imprisoned for <laughs> I think doing pretty, what the U.S. system encourages you to do. I think it was pretty much, uh, what, how long has he been in jail for? Too long. Too long? <laughs> I think he's been in jail for a uh, while. I don't know. We should write him a letter. Let's write him a letter. Let's send him some stuff. See if we can get him to write us back. That would be great. Yeah, and if you guys have anything you want. You know, I've always been kind of a real, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible, but... <laughs> I've always wanted a prison pen pal, and at one, one of my jobs, I was like, you know what, let's all get a, a company prison pen pal, and we all wrote this guy letters, and we took pictures for him, and um, 
We got, got gave him money, and we were going to send him this big pack. What, you did this? Yeah, and they were like, hey, before we send him, should we look up what he did? Hey. And he was just like, a violent serial rapist. Uh, so I had to go around giving everyone their $5 back. Uh, <laughs> What's well, like people, like, people write serial killers. There's serial killers in jail right now that have relationships. It's like, was Martin Scully a nice man? Maybe not, but, you know, there's worse people with friends. He's just doing a bit. Yeah, it's all a bit, yeah. He's he's a guy with money doing what a guy with money should do. Yeah, and he's like a young guy. It's not his fault that every other rich person is boring and content to to rest on their laurels. Yeah. He's turning commerce into a performance art, which is what we want to do by building a compound and dying on a boat. Yeah, and he can help us do that. We're on the Let's When we get our word of the day... Vessel. We're naming it Shkreli. Yeah, this is the USS Shkreli. <laughs> yeah, we're going to sail it on the, the, the freshwater lakes Lake of Super- Michigan. <laughs> Lake Superior. <laughs> Lake Superior, Lake Huron, Lake Michigan, Lake, yeah. Euro, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario. We're going to hit all the lakes in Michigan, then we're going to Minnesota, we're taking on the 10,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should be like Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> instead of sleeping with women. We'll be like, we'll be like no, I didn't sleep with 20,000 women. I swam in 20,000 lakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Minnesota times two. Uh, yeah, we should definitely do this. Let's write Martin Screlly a letter, send him some podcast stuff. Uh, I'm sure he could use it. I'm sure he's sad. Yeah, uh, but you know what? You did the right thing. I mean, he's all after the, he's after the almighty dollar, you know? Yeah, I mean... They took his Wu-Tang album. He never got to... Whatever. What he did was, like, probably wrong ethically, but the rules of the system are... He, he he got OJ convicted. Like he wasn't convicted for like jacking up the price of that drug. He was just made. He just got so much bad PR that he got a target on his back, and they caught him in something. Yeah, and everybody was super excited about it. Yeah, it's why. I mean, was he what he was doing was uh, was really fucked up. But that's just like you said. That's what like the system has been doing that for years. The government does that. Yeah, there's we're on Wall Street right now. There are. Hundreds of worse things done within a mile of here every hour during the business week. Yeah. He just, he got, he was one of the first targets of like people being mad on Twitter. Like that was, he's kind of the first manifestation of Twitter's like power as an angry mob. Right. But, uh, oh yeah. Okay. So that's what we're going to do next by hopefully the next podcast. Well, I'll do some research and we'll, uh, um, be able to write him a letter. Talk about pod share. What's pod share? That's that article you sent me. I think it, I think that article goes around every three months. Oh right, Podshare. I was thinking of podcast. Podshare, yeah, where people it's like a it's like a European thing almost, where they like are foregoing owning their own apartments and owning uh, that, and they're living in a community uh, in like a small. It's like a hostel. Yeah, and you get utilities, cleaning, basic foods. It's the same thing. It's just like millennial branding of a boarding house. Yeah, it's one step above being homeless. Um, The only thing that I gleaned out of this article is because, again, we read it. We read this every three months. Yeah. Is that they interviewed this woman, Ashley Shannon, about her experience living there. And when she was asked for her job, she said she was the assistant to a hypnotherapist. Yeah, not even a, not a full hypnotherapist, what's just the assistant. Job? What's her job do? He's like, oh, you, you got to pretend like you're a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> she gets sawn in half. 
I'm going to saw my hypnotherapist assistant in half. I want to saw my hypnotherapist in half. Dude, imagine that <laughs> instead of a sexy lady being sawed in half, you have a hypnotherapist. So a guy is hypnotizing people as he's being sawed in half. <laughs> that, now that's skill. Dude, the triple trick? That's what's up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. that. Do you think that's? Do you think there's these pod shares? Do these exist in New York? I mean, New York is a pod share. We <laughs> just... There's just not an app or a website for I just it. pay a lot of money for my pod. Yeah, you live in a pod. I do live in a pod. I live in an illegal bedroom. I'm a bad boy. Yeah, I didn't need a house sitter. I just thought you could use it. Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, you were like, can you watch my cat? And I'm like, Joel, Joel feels bad for me. <laughs> yeah, watching a cat. <laughs> that cat was fine. It didn't need me there. But yeah. instead, I was like, oh, God, all these windows. Do you have a stock pick for this week? Um, I do have a stock pick. Um, I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel great about this, but I feel like this might be a long. This might be a long, uh, long shot or sort of thing. Like we're gonna have to hold this for a while. But Corbis Pharmaceutical. Um, I was looking at this a little bit. They're just like a, a medical. What are the initials. Um, it is uh, C R B P. They're currently at four sixty five. Um, it's just it's another medical uh, company. I mean, I feel like this. The, the the world we're living in, people are getting sicker, um, unhealthy. It's it's a whole. I think uh, curing diseases. That's where money's going to be. Um, research and stuff like that. They're uh, a medical company. Um, they're working to uh, work on like cystic fibrosis and Crohn's. Or not Crohn's. Excuse me, lupus. Uh, they're working on things like that. And we know a lot of people that have lupus. I don't really, I don't Ew. know. I don't know anybody. I can't. I'm not going to out these people that have lupus, but. No one listens to this podcast. Yeah, you know that's not true. <laughs> you know that's not true. I just showed you the numbers. Um, but yeah, so they're working on uh, some How, research. For, are we going to get angry messages from lupus people? I like, just don't want to. I don't, don't want to. have like twisted, kind of weird looking fingers? <laughs> that's not How what lupus is. It's their buttholes all tied it up. Oh, okay. I don't think that's it either. But um, yeah, so they're, they're, you know, they're working on medicine. Uh, pharma, it's a pharmaceutical company. So they're just working on regular pharmaceutical bullshit. So, but it's... Uh, it's 430, uh, 465. Uh, it's got a pretty good analyst rating to buy. I do think it's going to take a couple years before we actually see much of a profit on this. But I disagree because it's actually probably a good buy now option because if you look at it, at certain courses during the year, it's traded for nine. Yeah. So what's it's, it's actually half of its peak value within this calendar year. It's 52-week high is 9.11. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just looking at that. I think that was good. I bought some of that for my personal portfolio. So I thought that might be good for the pod. We also need to diversify. I think we're buying a lot of uh, we're buying a lot of medical stocks, which again I think is good. We, but we're we're doing digital. We're doing medical. Yeah, nurse robot that is made for absolutely. <laughs> um, no, um, me- message me about that Monday. Let's get that in our portfolio. That seems pretty good. Okay. Just with the, I like the numbers on it. 4.65 now. Yeah. I like a company called Digital Turbine. You know this stock's going to do good. What's its abbreviation? Apps. Apps. Oh, wow. All right. So they help market apps, bring them to new users. Um, like you partner with them if you want your app loaded on uh, Samsung Galaxy X. Wow. This is a good, I like this already. Yeah. I would love to hear the Dan Nainan bit about this company. But um, <laughs> unfortunately for us, they are located in Texas. Uh. But they've been doing really well over the past year. It's a new marketplace. It started the year at 189 It's up to 642 I bought 10 shares of it. I think it's going to keep its 
keep going its trajectory. It seems like they have a lot of really strong relationships with other companies. And, you know, if it secures its place in the marketplace, I could see it hitting the teens. I, uh, yeah, I like this. Um, they have, uh, I like, one thing I like about Robinhood is it lists the number of employees 161 employees. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, uh, this sounds like a cool idea. I'm into this uh, this stock. This seems like it could be a good pick. It's also, I mean, I'm not a big Sam. I don't like Samsung phones, but uh, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Well, you, let's let's get out of here. We had a we had a fun pod this week. I had a great time. Yeah. I, you really? I know we were talking before we started. You were a bit tired. You're a bit worn out. But I think we really brought the heat. Yeah. So just like our planet. Yeah, exactly. Always bringing the heat. Um, um, never forget, we went to the beach a couple weeks ago, 90 degrees in October. <laughs> and it's like 70 degrees right now. It's, it was like 40, it was like 50 when I woke up. But um, what should we, you want to end on anything? You got anything you want to end on or are we just going to wrap up? We got, uh, are you hungry? Sure. Where should we go eat? Uh, we didn't get to go to... Go to Chinatown? Yeah, let's go to Chinatown. Get some dumplings or something. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go to Chinatown. Do you have anything to plug? Um, I don't think I have anything to plug. I am... Um, I'm hosting, this will be out on Tuesday. I'm host. uh, well, if you listen to this on Tuesday, if you're in New York, I'm hosting the, I think it's the eight o'clock show at Stand Up New York on Tuesday. Um, I don't know the lineup, but I'm sure it'll be great. I'm hosting that. Um, other than that, I don't really have anything to plug. Keep, uh, supporting us. Message us, send us uh, emails, holdmybread at gmail.com, holdmybread on Instagram. Um, look up, uh, Tropicult on, uh, online. That interview I did was with Tropicult. That's the website. So if you want to read that interview I referenced earlier, it was a fun little interview. Um, that gets about it. What about you? All right. So this comes out Tuesday, Thursday. If you want to come to my apartment show. I'll be there. I'm not doing a spot, but I'm going to come hang. Oh, I thought you were. I don't think I'm doing it. You didn't say I was doing a, sh- a no. spot. If I-, I, I might get held up on work at work. So if I get if I'm running late, I might ask you to host. Oh, yeah. I, I did meet somebody in your in your sauna that said she's coming to the show. Sick. Yeah. Now people come out. It's a really fun time. It is really great. We'll hang out after. We'll play ping pong. Yeah. Um, and then this weekend I am in Maryland. I'm doing some shows at uh, a couple crab shacks. I'm with Donnie Sengstack and Tommy McNamara, two hilarious com- comics. Like, Super if I were funny. to pick like one comic, I think is gonna like as a stock. I'm get I'm in on Sengstack. Yeah, because he's disabled, but he's cute. Yeah, and he's not like he's not he uses his disability to and his he's advantage. Funny. He looks so all American. You can't tell he's just a monster. He's a good American boy. No, he just looks that way. He's a he's, he's got the a eyes of a shark. Yeah, <laughs> I ran into him on the train uh, a couple nights ago. It was great. But guys. all right, so check out those shows. Keep supporting the podcast. This is episode five. We're gonna keep doing this for a while. So I'm doing this. We're doing this till we make a million dollars. Absolutely, we're not going anywhere. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Joel Walkowski. Twitter, The Walkowski. Give my weekly picks a a boost. Yeah, I, I, like, those videos are good. He does uh, betting. He does picks. It's like sports betting picks in the NFL, and they're really good. So check those they're good. out. They're, like they've done really well in the past, and they're not doing as well. And they're like the best they've ever been. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say they've gotten better. The quality on them has gone up. Yeah, the writing's good. The yeah, uh, uh, doing comedy is just such a waste of time. That's why we got to die on a boat after starting our compound. There's no rewards for any of this shit. That's it. We're done. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.